0: welcome welcome to planning phase syndicate episode 47 no one is ever really gone except for tonight when charles isn't going to be here because he has started a new job and is in training um tonight and is not able to join us tonight we're going to be talking about the kyber cup if you don't know what the kyber cup is we'll be going over that in detail how you can join how you can get into it and how you might be able to play against some of us Planning Face Syndicate team members who will be joining here uh, the Kyber Cup this round. We're also going to be talking about the new amazing updates between Warthog, the Razor Crest, and anything to do with any of the new reveals. And yes, I'm going to spend a little bit more detail tonight because I want to review the difference between old Z95s and new Z95s. Uh, so we'll probably spend a little bit more time going through those than we had originally planned on. Um, and I'm very excited because if they release these here in the next couple of months, it'll be a new thing, a, for me to buy, and it'll be something that hopefully will be able to be played at Gen Con this year. Joining me on mic tonight is my good ho- co-host, my buddy, JJ Everstein Bronson, which I don't know where I came up with that, but <laughs> it's short for Jeb, i <laughs> will call you Jeb tonight what's <laughs> going, going on a kind of, freaking long week
1: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely man yeah so apologies ahead uh ahead of time to everybody for not making it for uh for sunday's cast uh unfortunately it caught up to us this past easter weekend um but it was a great easter how about uh how was it for you um
0: uh, mine was good because i didn't really have to celebrate uh like i normally do so normally we go to my parents house and it's like a cluster and it's on sunday and I don't like to get up early. And so this year we went to my parents on Saturday night for dinner, which was nice. nice. Uh, so we did everything on Saturday night and I spent all of Friday and most of Saturday playing Arkham Horror. Um, So nice. that was exciting. We almost got through a nine round campaign in two days. So yay. Um, and then Sunday, I spent time with the kids, uh, hanging out with them. And then I went to see Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, which nobody has probably ever heard of, but they've been around since the '80s. So, if you like punk music? I went and saw like an old school punk thrash band on uh, on Sunday. So that was my Easter. So I enjoyed that immensely.
1: Nice, yeah. We uh, we had Easter dinner over at uh, at my family's place here, um, actually near near Charles' place. Um, we had a, a nice steak dinner uh, that night. Uh, we got to uh, me, my brother, and my nephew. Um, we got into Valheim, uh, which is a game on Steam. Uh, very very great game. It's like a Viking survival game where you're trying to build up from literally nothing into like create armors and stuff and defeat bosses. Um, really really great game if you're playing with a group. Uh and then uh besides that, uh, you know, we had a we had a great time uh like um eating, um, just enjoying time. We hadn't seen each other in a while um because we've just had a lot of things to go on uh, this last past month. It was nice to see family again.
0: Yeah. And I will say it's always nice when we get to see family. My brother came back from college, my son came home from college, so that's how we got to play the Arkham Horror. And it hasn't been happening as much, and then we I won't probably see him for a couple of weeks because he ha- they both have finals. Um well hopefully my son comes over at least for one day this weekend because if not I'm watching Moon Night without him. So if you're watching Monty <laughs> just as an FYI, if you ain't here by Friday night, I'm watching it without you. <coughs> just so you know, boy. Highly um, suggest yeah. yeah, I'm I'm we've we we have weird like tendencies like even when he was younger there were certain shows we wouldn't watch without each other right you know like that was just the it was our time to watch certain type of shows um but after a while you only give we we only used to give each other like about a week and then after that it was like man we're not gonna be each other any longer um and we're just gonna watch it without the other one now I won't lie and tell you that since I've been working at home and the Mandalorian comes out uh Friday morning at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. my time (laughs) <laughs> that my lunch hour was spent watching the mandalorian um every episode every week i just watched it twice i figured it couldn't yeah. hurt
1: yeah absolutely i did the same exact thing yep
0: i just didn't tell the kids that's what we did we we watched it on their account so they would never know that i watched it ahead of time on disney plus so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great
0: <laughs> oh you know how that is so your kids, your kids, getting up there. Once your kid gets a little bit older, it'll kind of be the same thing. She's gonna to want to watch certain things with you, and it's gonna be like, your bedtime's coming up, honey. We don't have enough time. We're gonna to have to wait till tomorrow. And
1: yeah, that's our that's where I'm at right now with my wife and Dark Knight, or not Dark Knight. Gosh, I wish no. Uh, the new Batman movie that came out on HBO, and uh, I, I've been wanting to watch it for a while because I keep on hearing like great stuff about it, but I've yet to see it. So yeah,
0: and it is a good. I'll tell you, it's a good movie. So I, I will. People are saying it's better than um the 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 second Christopher Nolan movie. I will adamantly disagree with that, um personally, but that's just because I have a affinity. I I'm technically a DC kid, not a Marvel kid. I read both comics, but I was more into Batman as a child than I was um anybody but Spider-Man. So those were my two, but I read a lot more DC comics than I did. Marvel
1: comics. I don't know. The Fox Kids uh, Saturday Morning X-Men series. Man, that was my jam when I grew up, man. jeez, I love that one.
0: Well, see, mine was the animated Batman series.
1: Oh, yeah. That was really good.
0: Get this. When (laughs) it came out on DVD, like when I, so when I had my son, so God, this is going to date me. I'm 30. I'll be 39 this year. My son will be is 19. So 20 years ago, roughly, right? Um, my son turned three and I got divorced and so when it was my turn for the weekend, my son would want to get up early and I was pretty young and not an early riser. We watched every one of the Batman animated series. I bought all the DVDs. I just went out and bought the whole collection and my son and I would watch them. I don't know. We did that for four years every Saturday morning. He'd want to get up and watch cartoons. We didn't watch the new cartoons most of the time. We watched the old animated, the old Turtles, the old Spider-Man, the yeah. old X-Men, you know, all that stuff from when we were growing up. Um, So it's funny because he still has a huge affinity to um, the animated Batman series and he actually introduced it to my daughters and like so they were watching when they were younger he would watch it with them. That was like his thing. They would always be like, oh, let's watch TV and he'd be like, you want to watch Batman?
1: <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> so yeah, That's so great.
0: Out of all the DVDs in my collection, those are literally the most worn, like 100%. Those like have had the most spins than you can imagine.
1: <laughs> That's awesome, man.
0: Anyway, let's not talk about DC because technically it's not <clears throat> Star Wars. So tonight we wanted to talk about Kyber Cup. But before we get into Kyber Cup, and I, I promise we'll get into Kyber Cup, I am excited by Kyber Cup. And I have signed up for it, um, and I believe J.J. has signed up for mm-hmm. it. I yep. don't think Charles will do it, but he may. He may. he's on the fence because he started a new job and hence why he's not here tonight um, because we had to move the cast from Sunday to here um, uh, for family reasons. So anyway, so I do believe Charles will be signing up, but I don't want to guarantee it, but at least J.J. and I are. But before we get into that, because we're going to talk about the rules, the list building. I want to cover the new stuff. That's what I want to cover. Yeah. Cause not only do these Z 95s look bloody amazing. Like they really do. Like they look a million times better than anything you can have. And I'll tell you what, if I ever run Lieutenant Blount, I will hundred percent be proxying that, um, clone Z 95 in for the, uh, the crappy rebel one that has like a little it's a little broken um like guns on them because i've had them so yeah. long
1: <laughs> yeah they mine mine are that especially my rebel ones oh my god i i've broken the pegs i've broken the the cannons on them um they're magnetized and the magnets are starting to like wear off and holy crap yeah they're they they, they need some love
0: but just just looking at this like if you just just look at I mean, they look amazing. Yeah. And they look bigger. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just crazy, but they look almost a little bit bigger than the um, the, the wingspan on
1: them. Yeah. So the, the the other Z95s that we have their wingspan, they are slightly more are, are a little more slimmer, a little more slimmer on, on the ends. Um, so because they have the bigger wingspan, that's why they look like. They're actually bigger um, than they are. But I expect them to be about the same size, just the thicker wings.
0: All right, they look bigger. I'm excited. I'm hoping uh I'm hoping they're a little bit bigger, but no big deal if they're not. I'm still extremely excited to put these on the table. So they gave us a dial, right? And they gave us two pilots. So um I want to go through the two pilots because they're kind of similar, and I want to go through the dial. And I pulled up the costs because I think we're gonna make some predictions tonight. Um, okay. and I pulled up the cost of all the other Z95s. And what I figured we could do is is we could talk through what they can do, because I think only one out of um, each faction is worth two poops. Um, mm-hmm. And we could talk through uh, kind of what they can do. The other prediction, and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I bet you uh, one of these ships might become the new two-point ship. And I would probably say it's going to be Hawk. Um, and they might pull Contrail out of this mix.
1: So, I I don't think either one of these ships are going to be the two-pointer, and the reason for that being is that this pack is going to come with 12 12 pilots. Obviously, a few of these are going to be generic pilots that are going to be on this. And if you take a look at some of the two-point ships that are available across the factions, they're basically solo ships, abilities that only affect themselves um, in that respect, um, you know, you take a look at Derek, you look at Bucket, you look at Contrail. These are ships that uh, that have abilities that only affect their chassis here. Both Hawk and Warhog have the ability to affect the list um, in general, meaning they're friendlies. Um, so I don't think that they would make one of those ships a, a, a two-point ships just for that reason. Um, they might end up having uh, another uh, Z-95 clone pilot. Uh, my guess would be... I doubt they'll do oddball at two points, but uh, probably like, um, I don't know, like Jag, if they put him on the Z-95, um, he could be a, a two-point coster. Or, um, uh, that that would be my guess. So
0: Ooh, That'd be good. Get Jag in there? Mm-hmm. All right, I take that. I'll take that. So do you want to go over, do you want to go the pilot abilities, or do you want to yep. examine the difference between the two ships first?
1: Well, let's go over the pilot abilities first because I think okay. they're 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 very relevant. Now, these are uh, both Hawk and warhawk are uh, pilots that we have seen before, um, both on the lat. Uh, for Hawk, his ability reads at the start, at the end phase, each friendly ship at range 0 to 1 that has revealed a maneuver of 3 to 5, speed 3 to 5, may gain one strain token to perform a barrel roll or boost action. And then the chassis ability for this frame is that you can equip one torp or missile upgrade and while your revealed maneuver is blue you may add a white boost action to your action bar uh, which is really nice on this particular uh, chassis here
0: awesome the other the other um, piece right is it looks like they have the same loadout right you get the focus you get the uh, um, target lock, and you get the red barrel roll. Those are what the other ones had, right?
1: Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So this sidebar is not changing. I don't like the artwork where they're killing that drone there. I, I'm going to have to,
1: like, black that, <laughs> like, that out there. Sensor. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on this frame, I think this is probably a three-point ship, mainly because the... The area of effect it's much smaller than the lat. Granted, the lat is a medium base, but the zero to one range on a medium base is a lot bigger, and it could affect more ships that um, that could fulfill this particular requirement to give them that that end phase barrel or boost action. Um, now, keep in mind for for newer players, um, you can't. Uh, do versatile frame boost and then boost again with hawk, um, because you can only take the same action um, just one time during the entire round. Um, but you can do the hawk uh, barrel roll and then boost, uh, which is really great um, after the fact. So,
0: yeah, and I think I think that's kind of that's kind of the key there, right? Is that is something that you have the ability to kind of double reposition um mm-hmm. i will say in an i4 oops i guess i switched this really slide um i will say in an i4 i think that's highly beneficial in this meta um because you can use it as a block for other other enemy ships or depending on what they're running you can use it as actually out maneuvering them so mm-hmm. um so, yeah, so I, 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 I really do genuinely think this is a pretty decent um, build right there. I would also say this is worth three points. <clears throat> if you look at all the other Z95s, they're two to three points. So this being a three-point ship, I can totally see that. <clears throat> Unless they want to be nice and give it to us as a two-point ship, um, <laughs> which I'll also take. So Warthog essentially is the exact same thing as his other ability. After a friendly or yourself, non-limited ship at range 0-2 to is destroyed. Um, During the engagement phase, that ship is not removed until the end of that phase. Now, what I will tell you is this has... Warthog has lost the value um, that it originally had because how often are you running a non-limited ship? Almost never. I, I mean, you can, but do you really want to, you know? Now we also don't know. We've not put non-limited ships on the table with Warthog to see if that his ability in the lat holding them together is worth it. We don't know, you know. Um, We do know fire conversions is amazing. We just don't know if raw dice and no loadout point ships are gonna be are worth it with Warthog. I will say I hope somebody tries to play with that. Because all the talk of basically the only faction that has non-limited ships you can really use right now is Separatist. Um, and I will say somebody like Watt still works decently well, and Captain Seer works decently well with in the Separatist faction with no loadout point drones. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if especially if this comes in at three points to run this with a bunch of non-limiteds and see what you can get out of it
1: yeah it's it's in a in a particularly tough place right i mean there is a possibility that amg could uh down the line uh swap up points just to mix it up and make generics a little more viable and make the other uh current like hotness in the republic a little more expensive um so that way you would consider taking a generic over some of the the named pilots that we currently have for the republic um, and then at that point, Warthog just increases in value, right? Because now you have an option with um, with Warthog to have these generics go in and, and do very, very well. But for the time being right now, um, assuming that we put him conservatively at four points, um, you're not going to get much value out of him currently with the generics that are available with it. I mean, the the, the ones that would be... Even remotely considerable at uh, at a four-point cost, you're looking maybe at the Arc 170s, um, or even the um, the Y wings, uh, the generic Y wings with maybe bombs. They could be good, but their value would be only defensive and in grabbing uh, objectives. Um, the other named pilots that are available right now, specifically, you take a look like at Barris, you know, that could take missiles and still have the Forcer for mods and stuff. Um, they, they're just so much better defensively, and they also have three green dice, um, which just makes them a lot better um, overall, like being defensive and offensive on both ends versus Warthog, that just relies on just keeping your ships alive and maybe getting a shot off. So,
0: so again I would say this is a 3 point ship. I w- I would like to see this as a 3 point ship and I would like to be I will be testing this um with other generics uh to see if there's any viability to it.
1: Yeah. The one thing I was surprised though about the chassis was the actual stat line itself. Now, when you take a look at the Republic Y-Wing and the Rebel Y-Wing, you notice the difference with the chassis, how the Republic Y-Wing had uh, one more shield uh, versus hull, um, whereas the Rebel version has more hull than shields. I was surprised that we actually didn't see a change in the stat line like this on this, because obviously you take a look at the wingspan, of the Republic Y-Wing. And it does look to be a little more chunkier. A little more beefier. And I would expect that it would have at least one additional hole. Um, I don't see a Z holding three shields. But um, I was expecting at least something to that effect. I am happy for the base ability to just boost. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a little different. So here's their dial. They have two K turns, A three and a four. They have one, two, three straight. And two blue banks. And then that is it. For... Mm-hmm. Blues, so not very versatile ship there. Uh, if we head down and look at the Rebel version, it's the same, and I bet you it'll be the same when we look at the Scum version. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, this one, if you look at the after thing, you can de- be deployed by the hound's tooth, Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> worthless. And then I- Rebels, I don't believe Rebels gives you anything.
1: No, they not don't, at all. They don't have anything. So <laughs> they they were the original Z ninety five to be introduced into X wing, and they've gotten no love ever since they came out. So maybe maybe
0: we'll get lucky. Maybe AMG will go. Chronologically wise, the Republic ones shouldn't be that much better than Rebel ones. <laughs> like technically, Rebels.
1: They scrapped I, it for parts. That's why it's, I, it's crappy.
0: I I guess I don't like that <laughs> answer, but. <laughs> anyway um, so if we look at all the other ones they the Z95 for rebel has the one two point ship and then three three point ships and scum has one one point ship which you don't almost ever run them you could run that with Bosk if yeah. you had that extra point actually um, but mostly you're not you're running the um, drew at two points, and then they have the three point uh two two three point generics and Bosk, which I believe Bosk gets the same ability <laughs> that he gets in the in, in the um in the Y sixty six 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 six. And I will tell you that Bosk is a beast to deal with because you are forced to deal with something that could split crits or, or 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 Kill the two the three-point ship like it's like in scum and i have if i have a three-point option i have been putting bosk in there and he has been doing very he's actually been doing work um because he doesn't care he's he's gonna get his objective you kill him he's only worth three points um if he can get hits off he could just or crits off he could just split them i i mean one crit is two hits right there you know
1: yeah Yeah. Especially when you get into range one and you put, you have marksmanship on him. Um, If you, if all goes well, you can end up with uh, five hits there uh, onto onto a ship from a Z 95, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. And so he, Bosk is actually really, really good. I think in this meta, um, minus the dial, (laughs) it's the dial that holds you up. You're, you're not doing anything and you're either going to die or kill something. Um, aggressively kill something um so we go back to rebels and like the difference between the rebels so we have lieutenant blount and what is blount's ability
1: uh if you have a friendly ship at range zero to one of the defender that gets to roll one additional die and yeah. that, that's what makes him really good on the rebels right now for a two-point cost because he's always going to be a three-die attacker basically
0: yep and then you have kraken at three points <laughs> And what is Kraken's ability?
1: Uh, his ability allows you to uh, let a friendly ship uh, perform a red action after he performs an attack, um, which at initiative, uh, I believe it's five. initiative five, uh, yeah. that's actually really good. That's a really high initiative that helps you either arc dodge somebody if you can reposition or, or if you have a double reposition ship, um, that's that's just money right there or just give somebody a mod that they need. Um, so that's really strong for three point ship. Yeah.
0: Oh, Wedge, you spent your focus already? Uh, here, let me barrel roll you out of the way. Don't worry. Let me get you out of the other shots. Nobody has to shoot poor Wedge.
1: <laughs> or he only took a target lock and shot a torp. Okay, let's go ahead and focus and link it into a boost for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Crazy.
0: Um, Kraken is really good, too, at three points. So, yeah. um, And I think people are running Kraken. And I think that's because people are looking at scum and having a harder time building lists. Uh, though I will say we found a couple of things that have worked really well and a couple of things that really suck. Um, but I think Bosk is, is really going to be kind of a staple in there. Um, if you need a three point ship filler, you know, um, I like Bosk over Gamut Key almost any day of the week.
1: Yeah. Gamut is nice, but when you're, and that's the, the archetypes, um, The the downfall of that particular archetype, right, that I've seen a lot uh, recently on streams, is uh, like two heavy ships plus Gamut Key. Um, In this particular meta, with all these objective points, Gamut can be useful for certain things, but again, he's not pulling his weight in terms of um, like going out fast to grab objectives, and he's not also providing the offensive output to help um, like put the pressure on uh, on enemy enemy squadrons. Um, you know, you basically have the two heavy hitters that can go out and be a menace. But if you play the correct way, you can keep one of the big guns out of the game or run away from them and just deal with one and try to burn them down. And then if you're going to face off against Gammy Key, you're really not going to be afraid of a two tight gun coming at you from range and doing like any real significant amount of damage over time.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. And I, I think that's, you know, again, everybody's going to have their flavor and style. For me, it's, I'm enjoying running Boss over anything else right now in Scum, in terms of cheap ships. The Mando, and we'll get to a Mando build later tonight, because I think it's funny how everybody builds Mando out differently. And since this is going to be our fun cast, it's our Wednesday night fun cast that we missed on Sunday. It's going to be more light hired uh, we're 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 gonna build out Mando for shits and giggles. That's what we're gonna do. Because right. I ran Mando um, last Friday, and the guy goes, "You can do that." You you wait you you uh, don't you have to clear your strats. Nope, don't have to clear my strats. <laughs> I lost. Don't get me wrong, but it was still pretty fun. It, yeah, man, Mando a decked out Mando is insanely fun to run right now all right anyway so going back to predictions i i I would say these are going to come in at three points that's my theory you know i don't see them making either of them a four point ship um i don't know they did the fucking torrent so i mean
1: yeah i i still don't agree with the torrents being at four points for base i think that they they do deserve to come down a little bit to at least offer a different (sighs) option um, I really don't think there should be a three point, uh, Delta seven, <laughs> especially with all those loadout points. I think that, uh, they should all be four at minimum because the, the, the ceiling for Delta seven, uh, with loadout points versus a torrent is night and day. I'm sorry,
0: but yeah. Oh, you get a force. Oh, you can, re- you can mm-hmm. reposition. Oh, you could take it. A- you could go five straight, take an objective. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Yeah, and as
0: we see, if you go back to the dial here, like even these guys, they don't have a five straight. So even with their boost, they're going five. That's it. They can't take that center objective like a Jedi can. Now, how often do you leave your Jedi hanging out to try? That's a different conversation, but you can do it. (laughs) You 100% can do it. I do not. I don't do that. I've lost spares enough time doing that to... Not do that anymore.
1: To, to know the pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, Barris Nomads. Oh, you one shot a Barris? No. All right. The next ship we have is the Cad Bane ship, the Rogue Class Starfighter. Now, I'm going to tell you, those models look amazing. I love them. Yes. I'm in, like, I just. Mm.
1: Now, if you were to get two of the same, which color would you want?
0: Well, I'm a Seppi player, so I'm not going to own just two of them. (sighs) I'm going (laughs) to own probably six of them, and I would want the gray ones so that I could paint them. They're easier to paint over than the green ones will be. Why are you looking to train? Are you are you looking? Are you trying to bargain with me, JJ?
1: Maybe, maybe I'm saying like you know, if you're if you're looking to have you know two of the same color, you know, I, I can uh, I could probably help you out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I have I pro- I I have already informed my store to order me three packs, so um, I have three packs coming. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> when this comes yeah. out. Um, now, what's interesting here is you can see in this picture there's an I one some sort of a droid some sort of a blank 311 essentially droid mm-hmm. and then for scum I'm guessing that says black sun
1: So the 311 droid makes me believe that this is a um oh my gosh I forgot the name of it um basically the in in episode three when they went to go rescue palpatine and they're on the bridge and they're fighting the um, the droids with the stick.
0: Oh, magma Guards!
1: Yes, Magna Guards. Yes, I believe that's a Magna Guard pilot. Actually, that's in the World Class Starfighter.
0: Well, I would want—I would probably say that seems logical to me. But you, so you think that that's what the three elevens
1: mean, right? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think they're the Magna Guard druids.
0: Because that just looks like an I one though, so they would be. You think they're going to be I one Magna Guard droids? I think my theory is we're getting an IG droid. That's my theory. That, could that they're going to yeah. they're going to put they're going to port over some of those IG style droids from yeah. uh, Scum to Separatists. That's my
1: theory. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, this is like a bounty hunter ship, so yeah, that would that would make sense to have an IG like uh, type ship like that.
0: Yeah, um, but you could be right. I don't know. I mean, I'm now, amped up about this. So now
1: imagine if it has the ability to also sync up with any other IG pilot. Yeah, they
0: all got. Yeah. calculate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm talking about on scum, like IG 11, uh, A and B and C.
0: Oh, you think they're going to give us a crew? Imagine,
1: imagine. Oh. No, I mean, as a native ability or at least like a title.
0: but when am i gonna run it with scum
1: it'll come out eventually or an extended you know
0: you i can't (laughs) run them in scum at the same time as you can't do that
1: no i'm saying if they have an ig 11 droid for scum on the road class starfighter
0: oh yeah Mm, Yeah. yes yeah you're right yeah that'd
1: be spicy as hell yeah give me
0: give me that give me that i just want one of them with all the abilities oh my god Think about it this way, you could have a condition card where you oh oh this is so good, just like kind of like where you with the razor class title where you get to select your your illicit right now. Think of giving me an IG11, giving me four condition cards a, b, c, and d, and you get to pick at the beginning of the round or the or the beginning of the game. Maybe yeah, we'll just like game. A Zam.
1: you yeah, like a a system phase, system phase, oh. yeah. Oh Yo, my that's God. great percent give me that
0: (laughs) AMG listen in give me that shit right now oh I'll tell you what we're going to design those that's what we're going to do we're going to design that module and that's what we're going to do but I want to do that JJ take a note that's a a project that's a project that we're going to have to tackle um and we're too bad Charles wasn't here he'd be excited maybe we can even get Charles to play separators I think he owns I think he owns uh one separatist (laughs) ship because he had to buy it to get the Zam crew (laughs) before they released it. That scum (laughs) pack.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he absolutely has it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So take that note. We are going that's we are gonna spend one night and do that. We're gonna design that module. Um and then maybe we'll see if we can get enough movement that other people buy into that. And, oh, oh, my God. I would yeah. mm, I would love that. Charles, I can already hear Charles's voice saying, damn it, JJ, why are you giving Separatists more toys? <laughs> they don't need more toys.
1: They're so underpowered, man.
0: I can hear <laughs> <Not> it. <right. laughs> they, they are underpowered. What are you talking about? All right. So they only gave us one pilot. And they didn't give us a dial. So they gave us one pilot uh, for scum and depending on again, we'll say depending on points, but if this comes in at a four or five point ship, this is a hundred percent worth the, the build cad Bane is a beast. So first off you have focus to red boots. So you get your focus, even if you fail your boots, think about that. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Oh, focus before barrel roll. Yep. What other ship have we seen that be successful on?
1: A lot, a lot of different ships. Basically, no. the interceptor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The interceptor. Interceptors. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. a empire, this this is like this reeks of empire right here, is yeah. what this says. I believe wasn't the bombers the same way, and there's like a, one other ship. There's only a few ships that have this, but the focus mm-hmm. to boost or focus to barrel, or how about this? fucking evade you can evade to barrel mm, so good that's really
1: good oh my that's god really good
0: uh and then they have a white target lock and the a red native boost so all they need is a mod slot to uh put engine upgrade easiest three points you could put onto that ship but in reality why are you never taking that focus token <laughs> unless you're yeah, just exactly. being scummy you know there could be a reason right i mean you could get coordinated right there could be There could be logical reasons why you would not want to do that. For example, um, Fen Rao. I've done this with Fen Rao. Gamet says, oh, Fen, you don't have to get rid of your focus. Fen moves, clears his stress, and boosts only and does not focus for the red. And now he's modded and he was able to still reposition. So um, this has an amazing stat line, too. This is a five-haul ship and two shield ship this is a seven health ship now again you're only rolling two green dice but still this ship has more health than a hyena bomb you know bomber right yeah like this is crazy to me this is crazy like this ship is gonna let you're gonna have to focus fire to take that ship off the board
1: yeah, absolutely. This this is going to be a, a really hefty ship to uh, to try to take down with those two of eight dice and seven health. I mean, think about it. This is one less away than a B wing with one more uh, green die to take care of. Um, I'm really interested to see what kind of loadout they're going to give this um, because, yes, it has two red dice. But if this thing can carry ordnance like you know missiles or even torps, uh, this is going to be a really good heavy hitter. Uh, to to go in and uh, and start taking out some ships like this. This is going to be really good.
0: Yeah. Or cannon slots.
1: Think oh, about yeah, it. If it had cannon a slots. cannon slot yeah.
0: or hell, they're putting this in the separatists. If they are going to put cannon slots, what's the probability we're going to get a double cannon slot on this ship? Pretty high, in my opinion. Um,
1: I mean, hell, I'll be happy with just HLC, right? Because you want to take advantage of the bullseye anyway with dead to rights. Uh, I hit you from range three with an HLC and you can't spend tokens um, to modify your greens. Good luck.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's even crazier. Yep. So so his ability, so this is Cad Bane's natural ability. After you perform an attack that hits, you can spend two energy to transfer one of your non-lock red or orange tokens to the defender. No range. So you could be at range three or at range one. All it has to do is hit. So there's Mm -hmm. that. Now, you're dead to right says while you perform the attack, if the defender is in your bold die, defense dice cannot be modified using green tokens. That is insane as a native ability. That is a native ability, at least in scum, and that's crazy. That, like, oh, my God. Like, M3As better come down to, like, two to three points. Like, I mean, this just out trumps an M3A every day of the week. Even at five yeah. points. I would take this ship here. I would take Cad Boyne, Bain, Boyne. I'll take Cad Boyne <laughs> at five points, no questions asked. I would almost consider, depending on loadout, paying six points for this fucker. Seriously, yeah. like the best part is they release this and it says you can transfer it to the defender. So, oh my god, can you imagine the shenanigans? I'm going to tractor myself into bullseye. So let's say you arc dodge me. And I guess I keep thinking scum come because I'm hoping Cad Bane comes out in uh, Separatist, right? But you know, think about Uncar Plot throwing that thing, that thing, Ketsu, somebody that can throw a tractor token onto Cad Bane, reposition him after everybody's moved. He now gets a bullseye on you. Your focus and evade mean poop at all. You don't, it don't no, mean dude. anything. You're out of luck. And on top of that, He's going to give you the tractor token after he hits you.
1: (laughs) It gets even better when you factor in swarm tactics on initiative six or initiative five pilot that can bring them up to shoot first at at that initiative and initiative matches when you're higher ones and then pass off that tractor token to the ship that you just shot with Cad Bane. And now the rest of your ships now get that same shot onto that tractor ship.
0: Oh my God. Think about it this way. You can run Dengar with that stupid R2K5 droid that lets you yes. shoot yourself, and you can put a tractor
1: beam Yes. <laughs> you, yes.
0: You, you, oh, my God. The shenanigans with this is just insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, the first thing I'm going to do, 100%, is I'm going to oh, 100% yeah. just tractor. Any way I can figure out how to tractor Cad Bane, I'm going to tractor him. I'm going to move him closer in the bullseye. And, and then... And then I'm gonna give the bullseye away. I'm gonna give the tractor token yeah. away. That is so dirty. That is that is so scary. Yeah.
1: How about this? I think about to- it. Like this, this this ability basically should have been what Ensnare should have been from the get-go, and, and not make it cost so much because it's it's a charge-based ability, right? You can only do it every two turns with his charges, and in especially with the tractors and stuff. You just pass this on constantly, you know, over out to other people or even th- think about um, static discharge veins. Right. If you could put it onto this particular <laughs> ship as well, just pass off your ion tokens or your uh, your your stress off to another ship afterwards. Yeah. I mean, this is it's really great. It's really good.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about downsizing my collection to only keep a few factions. But when they release shit like this, it's really <laughs> hard to want to get rid yeah. of my scum faction, you know?
1: Yeah exactly i keep it all man because no one's really gone eventually you know points change and ships come back and yeah man it's gonna be so good oh. it's gonna be so great thank you 207 squadron for rating appreciate you guys
0: yeah welcome to planning phase syndicate think okay jj think about this so i have a question do you think a do you think cad bane's gonna appear in separatists so let's start there
1: Yes, I absolutely do think that Cad Bane will appear in Separatists mainly because we've already seen Django, and uh, with Django there, he wasn't truly part of the Separatists, you know, per se. Like you know, on the front lines with them, he basically worked as a mercenary. I would say the same thing with Cad Bane. He was hired by Count Dooku to do a few jobs and stuff. So yeah, I would absolutely expect them to be on Separatists. Now, will he have the same ability? I don't think so. I think yes, he might have something different, but it'll be good to see what what they breed him with.
0: Yeah, I would be interested. uh, That was my second question is, do you think he's going to have the same ability or do you think they're going to give him a unique ability based on the faction he's in? Um,
1: I think that um, they could potentially make him uh, kind of like a a Captain Nim type uh, pilot for the Separatists. Make him like have some sort of effect with bombs.
0: All right, I could see that. I mean, which is funny. They're not doing that in Scum, though, because you have Cad Bane crew and scum for that, but not in Separatist um, at all. Yeah. Got it. Can you imagine if I could get Cad Bane crew in Separatist?
1: Mm. Do you think that the ship will come with a crew slot?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm i hoping it does, actually. I don't know. God, that's a good question. No, I don't think they're going to give it a crew slot because that would be dirty as shit. And would it have to you'd have to increase the squad points for that? (laughs) Like, oh, no, here's a five point crew carrying campaign. Oh, my God. But yes. um, So I would give it a 40 percent chance. We're going to see a a crew slot for this
1: ship. So 40 percent. The other the other question is, do you think we'll see the appearance of Racco Hardin? And if you're not familiar with that character, there was a um, there was a sub series or a subplot in the Clone Wars animated series where Obi-Wan Kenobi went uh undercover uh to stop a separatist plot with Cad Bane and his alter ego or his undercover name was Rako Hardeen. So imagine a force sensitive scum pilot or separatist pilot like that uh, on this mm, starfighter.
0: Mm, Is it gonna be scum or separatist though?
1: It, it could be either. I mean, I, I would say separatist, honestly, but I, I, I okay. mean, it could go either way.
0: Yuck! I do not like that. No, I hope they do it's... not. I'll be honest. I hope they do not give. I I hope they do not give a crew slot. And yes, MJ. Yes, like oh my god, can you? Oh, can you imagine having Zam on yeah. in, in yeah. either <laughs> faction? It doesn't matter what faction you pick. You either faction you just getting zam on that little oh my and, and that thing's maneuverable at least from what we know it's maneuverable well mm.
1: yeah really good
0: i'm excited this the, and and the the pictures excite me right you can see here i'm gonna give it a 99 chance we're gonna get cad bane and separatist um that's my take 99 percent chance we'll get cad bane and separatist uh for the pure fact that they paired this together so um and they would be pretty bloody stupid if they did not as for the crew slot i think it's less than a 40 percent chance that we'll see crew i i don't know though i don't know man like it just that just that would be so bad if you got crew on there but i mean yeah they, he oh, oh, i mean a, he has room for the crew. other part
1: of it though they they can make certain chassis have it. And then other chassis have an extra mod slot instead of a crew. Like they could make each individual pilot different like that. Right. Because you don't yeah, have to apply true. the same upgrade across the board. So.
0: Yeah. And if, and if you watch bad batch, right, you know, spoiler alert, but Cad Bane has crew on there. He has a little droid. He brings with him. you know, mm-hmm. now maybe he won't have crew, right? Oh, can you imagine if they could take the child on there? Oh my gosh. That would be good too. Oof. Yeah. All right. We better stop because it's going to get really bad here (laughs) in a minute. All right. Let's move on. The next thing I wanted to talk about was JJ submitted and they finally answered us on the Razor Crest title. So it is official, folks. (coughs) Excuse me. Official, official what the Razor Crest title can and cannot do. Um, JJ asks, do you get the third illicit or does it only apply to one of the two illicit upgrades on the ship? Now, they didn't give you a super great answer, but they did say you don't get an additional illicit. You get two. So you get one and the other one is a mystery. that's it
1: so there's a couple of things that comes with this so the reason why i believe they responded to this particularly right is to future proof the ruling there could come a time when they do a rebalance on points and upgrades that they could just reduce the race crest, um illicit slots down to just uh one illicit slot um so to future proof this particular ruling forage because um, I did specifically ask for a, a third illicit slot, because the razor crest currently has two illicit slots. Um, with the wording of this particular rooting, ruling, if they ever do reduce it down to just one, um, they, this would also mean that the, the razor crest title does not give you a second slot in that particular instance. That or for there, the other. Um, the other thing that this helps clarify is just the tactics that you can use for this, right? So you can bring any type of elicit slot in a tournament here um, and you can change it in between because it is a hidden upgrade that can be added on as if it was being, set, uh, uh, being added on during setup for this. Um, so that, uh, that gives you options, flexibilities. I'm putting on different up- illicit upgrades on the Razor Crest, depending on what you're seeing on the board. And then you can reveal it at a later time. Uh, typically what I've been using it for, for the, the last few times that I've been playing with Razor Crest with the title, um, usually false transponder codes. I can flip it on, on the turn where I want to make sure that I'm going to jam somebody. Um, uh, so that way they don't preemptively try to, uh, wipe out my false transponder codes and use it that way. Um, and, um, and it's been pretty good success, I would say.
0: Awesome. Yes. So stop giving away my, my, my list. Damn it. Um, but yes. So, okay. So officially we get one illicit slot and we get to equip an additional one that is native Mm -hmm. that will be hidden from view, which 90% of the time. 90% 90% of the time, it's just the, you know, contraband cybernetics. But I will tell you one time I took contraband cybernetics and left it there and then took um, false transponder codes um as the extra upgrade because being the mystery one, especially when you're playing against these Razor Crests and you know that they're going to be taking target locks, you just reveal it and be like, oh, no target lock for you? Sucks to be you, buddy. <laughs> way we'll waste your mind I,
1: I honestly just for funsies I want to run it on a Q9 with the IG-11 crew right the self-destruct bot and then I'll hide my dead man switch so that way you know <laughs> if I know that the explosion is coming on the turn that I'm gonna it's gonna come and be like oh look dead man switch so now everybody takes two credits <laughs> that will be great all
0: right so i thought it would be fun i think it will be fun and maybe you'll disagree with me jg but i feel it would be fun is if we built out some razor crest a few of them uh in different yeah, ways sure. i just really enjoy building razor crests and um i've yeah, had a I've lot actually, of fun playing with it yeah, personally
1: yeah me too i have definitely had a lot of fun playing with the with the Razor Crests, both with q9 and uh, and mando and just uh just equipping it out with different loadouts for it um i want to give the the technically not generic but the two pip uh mining guild uh, pilots a, a try as well because i think that their abilities are nice as well um for 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 what they offer although the price kind of throws me off a bit um but yeah i definitely like uh the the razor Crest a lot it's a really fun ship to fly
0: yep so for Mando, so here, here's where the craziness comes in. I am putting Jabba the Hut on on Mando. <laughs> Jabba, I am oh. putting Jabba auto blasters. Obviously, the title. Then either Overtune modulators, depending on you know kind of the build or tracking fob. Though I found Tracking Fob has not been as good as I thought it would be um, after actually testing it out. Um, I also really like Babu Think um, for it, but it does not work as well um, with the whole Java title, but you can use it. Um, it can kind of, if you don't need to do the K-churns or don't need to do all the different crazy shenanigans, you can use him. But I, I typically have been running either overtuned or tracking Bob on him. Right. So then my, my hidden illicit is almost always contraband. I have been okay. running greedito on him. Okay. Now I have five points left. I have been um playing with Lone Wolf, but it hasn't worked really well. I have typically been putting Fearless on him. And then if you just want to be a dick, you could put notorious, <laughs> which if the defender is attacking is in your fire arc, you can spend it and give them a strain token. Um, I've also been running um, the elusive and on top of, or the predator. So that's kind of about okay. my build. And the idea here, right is the tracking fob is you're hoping that they're gonna put it on a ship that's worth enough money, right? If they don't, right. it's really kind of worthless. But the idea here is I could spend Jabba, so I go in, I can do these different things um with it. Technically, I don't, I have an extra three points I'm giving up, so I could put Mando Optics. Uh right, yeah, I could put no, I could put clan training. No, I could put Mando Optics. Yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I could put I don't know why I can't put it on there. Okay. It should be able to go on there. You could put, Oh, huh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. You got to drop predator. That's right. I yeah, have yeah, been okay. doing either dropping predator and running Mando optics. Um, you could drop clan. you know, that, that fob if you want and to run clan training. And that's kind of the other thing I had been doing. Um, you don't get your second illicit, but whatever. Um, that's kinda of, again, that's up to you. I don't like plane training personally myself. I, I don't find it useful at all. Just personally. I, I don't. Um
1: Yeah, I mean you have to be able to get rid of that stress eventually. Um yeah, you, and you don't. with without uh L3, uh it's it's difficult with that particular chassis.
0: But you're right. But here's the deal. So we have five to six rounds, right? That we play. That's it. We're only playing five to six rounds, JJ. Typically, what I'm doing is I'm taking the Mandalorian in. You get one engagement, and then the shenanigans start. You do your maneuver, pop your contraband, right? The best part is his red maneuvers are also a stop, one hards and three hards, two talons, and a 5K. You are the most unpredictable ship in the game right here. Hands down. And Jabba allows you for four turns to never worry about stress. I had eight stress on my Mandalorian and get this. And it's because (laughs) you can do the red barrel roll. So yeah, you can do your maneuvers, get your Mandalorian optics out. And it, that doesn't care if you have stress or not. Get your target lock. Flip your contraband. Do your your shenanigans. And I'll tell you what is funny because the, the guy played last Friday. He thought my Mando, because he, he saw the contraband, he thought my Mando was going to do a 5K. I did a one hard barrel roll and still caught his ship with my auto blaster shot. It oh. wasn't in bullseye, unfortunately, but it was behind him. At range one, with Fearless, say, hey, Temmin, remember when you had eight health? You no longer have eight health. You now have four health. That's what you have. Thank you. Oh. Have a nice life, Temmin.
1: Ooh, that's that's tough. Oh, that's good.
0: Yes. The other thing you can do with this, if you don't want the training bomb, right? You could drop Mando Optics... And your training fob, and go to fucking out maneuver. You a hundred percent can put out maneuver on there, and then you could either put false transponder clo- codes. You can put um, hot shot tail blasters, so you can still shoot yeah. behind you if you want. Um, you could put uh, contraband cybernetics if you wanted, or to modulators. There's like like it's just. It's insane it's what yeah, you that's can crazy.
1: do. Yeah, so my, cur- my current Mando build uh, is something that I'm still working the kinks out in terms of actually playing it because I think it has a really high ceiling. So I start them off with uh, Trickshot, then uh, Enduring, and then Kira with uh, Perceptive Copilot, Greedo Gunner. I'll let you catch up shot uh, Kira crew, uh, perceptive co pilots, Greedo Gunner, Contraband Cybernetics, Overtune Modulators, uh, Mandalorian Optics, and then the title.
0: Uh, you still got three points here.
1: Uh, let me see what you're missing here.
0: Well, Contraband doesn't count uh, for three, remember? Uh, it's the
1: free the uh, um, oh, yeah, you're right. It does count for free. Yeah, you're right. Um, so let's see. So then you could just drop Greedo and just put in um, put in Auto Blaster. There you
0: go. It's a little bit different.
1: Uh, yeah. A now bit I will ask, still, I will still ask you
0: really how well that did against my bombs. That's all I'm going to. just going to ask you how well it did against. Well,
1: when you're rolling, you know, 100 out of 100 on all the rolls, like, yeah, that that hurts. I'm just saying. <laughs> i'm just saying (laughs) but essentially you know um especially for like um like area control objectives um if you can place a rock just slightly between uh, the two objectives and then just have uh the mando parking between the two um you can essentially keep them there for uh for two rounds if you need to and um as long as you have um You know, two enemies like staring you down, you get that ability triggering both on offense and defense uh perceptive Mm -hmm. co-pilot really good to help you to get the focus off on the first shot and then have a focus on the defensive shot with mando providing you that um that extra focus uh with his ability and uh just doing a lot a lot of work and then the the really nice combo of kira and the mandalorian optics if you need to go onto a rock or travel past a rock you can dial in your maneuver um, and then on uh, system phase, just grab the lock with Mandalorian optics and just ignore it. And you can travel through safe and sound and your opponent be none the wiser.
0: Yep. JJ tried to do a full out stop with his Mando and behind a rock one time. And then the other time you landed on the rock and bumped into my droid,
1: which was mm-hmm.
0: very tasty to drop a, uh, a a cluster mine on you. God, I love that so much.
1: Yeah, that hurt. All six, all, all, all six hits on those three cluster mines. Holy crap, that hurt.
0: I love that. I like that. That was that was. I think we recorded that, didn't we? Didn't I play you on? Yeah, stream? It, was, it was
1: on NCX. Yeah, it was on NCX. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So go check out Greg's stream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. and watch me uh, kill
0: and murder JJ. You were murdered. That, oh my god. <laughs>
1: yeah i i've uh i don't think i've ever run through four cluster mines in a single turn with q 9 before <laughs> that was uh that was crazy that was completely insane rolling what tw- uh what was it? eight dice for bombs in a single move my goodness that was just insane you still live though
0: you know that right yeah
1: yeah i i took uh only three hits out of that but man there were other bombs though those were like uh that
0: was eight for eight. Ugh. Man, it's exciting. That's I like that. I like when you <clears throat> I like when you lose like that. So
1: <laughs> it was a good game. It was definitely a great game.
0: All right. So I thought we would let's let's this we're gonna do this. We're gonna wrap the show up with talking about um kyber cup, right? That's what we're gonna do. I yeah. Think. I think that's where we're going to end is we're going to end on Kyber cup and have a Kyber cup discussion. Um, That's what we're going to do. And um, I'm going to let JJ go ahead and run down what Kyber cup actually is, um, how you can sign up for it and kind of go over some of the rules real quick. Um, Sorry, my kid, I got to go say good night to my kid real quick. Yeah, sure. No Um, worries. But I'll be back in like two seconds. If you want to go ahead and start going over them, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the Kyber Cup is going to be an online event here hosted over by the team from Hexile Squadron. Uh, You have Scott uh, taking... Uh, leading this particular event here for Kyber Cup, you, the signups are open currently right now for Kyber Cup. You can go in on um, on their uh, on their site and uh, sign in on TTT to be part of this event here. Um, it's going to be going on from the first of May all the way out to July first, uh, using the standard format only, not extended. Um, and it will have the standard seventy-five minute, twelve-round matches uh, with the first five rounds. Uh, being a Swiss uh, cut. Now you are only playing one round per week uh, and the rounds are going to be from Monday through Sunday. And at the beginning of each round, uh, they will announce uh, which scenario is going to be for that particular week, and um, they're going to be chosen at random uh, for that particular event, and they'll post it on their server there as well. So if you guys haven't checked them out and you want to participate, it's a really fun tourney. Um, they uh, the team from Hexal had had posted that they've already been um, they received so many donations to fund uh, prizes and really good prizes, especially for Top Cut. Uh, so uh, definitely join. It's going to be a lot of fun if you guys can make it over there. Now, uh, in terms of after the Swiss, they will have a graduated cut, meaning that all four ones or better records will advance onto the top cut for Kyber Cup, and lists will be locked um, for for that event. Now, um, in terms of uh, the event itself, it's going to be pretty standard in terms of um, like how how you'll be interacting with. Um, with the game in terms of standard play uh if uh, if you've been playing any standard tronies um like in person or online at TTS uh very simple um you're playing a standard match uh, meaning with objectives and uh you either go until uh the first player reaches 20 points or the timer ends and whoever has the highest amount uh, of points can goes over there and um and then they'll go on from there now um if you haven't been to one of these events before, there's this is a really good place to um, to Test out, like, really good competitive lists. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I've, I've participated in, I uh, believe, really three of these events here for Kyber Cup in the past. Um, the team is always really good with communication. And uh, it's a lot, a lot of fun to uh, to go up and try to test your medal against some of these really well-known players that have done really well. Um, and, uh, hey, you never know. You might actually uh, do really well and maybe win some prizes and bring it on our home.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like for me that's the big thing, right? You know, like they're this is this is online. So this allows us to play. They don't have a structured format in terms of when you have to play. So like you can mm-hmm. you could pick your game at almost any point um with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. So in in terms of uh like list um list for for this event, what do you have any any like tendencies on what the faction you're thinking about playing for Kyber Cup? Uh, for me? Yeah.
0: Well, that's pretty easy. I'm probably going to run Separatist. I am on the fence of running my FO list that I really like because I do have a FO list that I have that I played quite a bit. Um, And I don't know if you want me to go through them or bring them up or whatever,
1: but yeah, do that. bring them up. Um, in the, while you're working on that, you can bring up mine. Let's start with my Rebel list. Now, this is something that I've been working on for a little bit. Um, because At first, I wasn't really comfortable with this particular list, um, but I actually, um, in testing uh, on my own here, I've actually grown a little bit fond to it. It's, a, it's very beefy. This one is a four Arquan Semi list for the Rebellion here, um, using all the, the name pilots here. So the first one here, we have Ibitstam with Chopper and Leia. Uh, Ibitstam's ability allows him to, after he fully executes a maneuver, if he's stressed, he can roll one attack die and remove the stress on a hit or crit result. Um, so he can possibly do those K-turns or the hard threes and still get an action. Um, I, In my testing with him, uh, back when I was trying out for a depth gun, um, just having the ability to go in um, hard and uh, like take an objective with a with a big ship like this, uh, really really works well. Chopper also works really well here as well. In case you end up bumping or blocking another ship, um, hey Nabi. hey, good to see you again too, my friend. Um, Chopper giving you the ability to um, to perform an action even while stressed. This uh, really helps you to um, to get that objective. Uh, point uh, when you're doing that hard turn whenever Leia is not active. Uh, the other Arc 1 here is Garvin Draze. Um, his ability allows him to, uh, after he spends a focus token, to pass it on to another ship at range 1 to 3 and have them gain the token. Um, I have him equipped out with Predator, uh Raleos, which allows him to spend the focus at range 0 shots, which is huge, huge for Garvin Draze. And then Perceptive Co pilots, so that way you can have two of them, uh, one for offense and one for defense. Next one is Shara Bay with Baze Malbus, Ursa Ren, and R3 Astromech. Um, just really capitalizing on her ability to add results with target locks. Um, if she gets target locked with um, on her ship, she can use Ursa Ren to lock another ship and maintain two different uh, target locks with R3. And then if she gets into range, uh, close range with Baze Malbus, she can make it a red focus and take multiple focus tokens. Uh, up to three with her, uh, with that crew, making a really deadly up close and personal um, for for this chassis, and then to round out the list, uh, Nora Wexley in the Arc 170, uh, getting her out with elusive magma yarrow c3po veteran tail gunner and tactical scrambler uh giving her a really nice double tap especially if she was going to be going into close range um probably some ships going on behind her she can shoot twice one out the front round the back c3po and nora wexley is incredible because you have the potential of getting her free of aid from her ability if you guess correctly with c3po and get uh, one evade he adds an evade result so at range one or zero you get a possible three evades on arc 170 which makes her super tanky um especially if you're getting shot from like a apt or something um th- she is really tough to take down and then on top of that she gets a target out af- on you after the fact so she's just Fantastic. And if you decide that you know she's at range zero and you're gonna just shoot past her to shoot any one of her friends, tactical scrambler comes into play, giving my my friendlies an extra green buy.
0: Yeah, and I would say, I mean, I think here the only difference here is you don't have any of the hull upgrade. But I mean yeah. you're at nine hull, you have 36 health, right? Mm-hmm. So they will have to focus fire to take you down. Yeah. Uh, and without yeah. that, I, I don't know. Without that, there's nothing. So, yeah. Um, I will say I'm still not super impressed with Leia, but I can understand why you would want that on there. I mean, like, Leia is a decently powerful piece. Um, I don't know what you would use for that other seven points personally (sighs) unless you were adding a veteran tail gunner to all of them because i think you can add can can you add that to all of
1: them so the value in leia for the arc 170s is the ability to start turn one with the four straight um, or if you're starting slow and you need to get behind the enemy ship, um, using Leia to do the K turns. Um, or if you're coming in at an angle to do the hard threes, Leia is really good at opening up the dials for the Arc 170, so that way they can still make those turns and get the objectives if they need to for like actions or um, to get those uh, those mods or repositions if they need to um, at those times. So that's typically the use that I have for Leia for these particular ships. Gotcha. Yeah, because the 4K um, is really good on them as well as the four straight. Um, so having that option on ARC-170 with a, a big medium base like this, you really get to to move around the board. So, yeah, definitely.
0: All right. And then the other list you were looking at?
1: Uh, the other one here is a first order list. Uh, let me pull that one up here. So, this is one that I've been working on for some time. I'm um, just working on different variations of it, but I think I've settled on this one here. Uh, so, this one's a five ship list, um, kind of common to uh, what's been flown so far, um, but I like this particular flavor for it. So, this one is, is starting off with Gideon Hask um, in the She Shuttle class. Uh, so, with Trial Tradition, Fanatical Commander uh, Pyre, and Agent Terex. Um, the we have two thai sf fighters first one is phasma with fanatical fire control system iron missiles and special forces gunner next up is backdraft with fanatical fire control system uh concussion missiles and dt 798 ember with fanatical proud tradition and whole upgrade and then nightfall in the thai whisper with predator ion missiles pattern analyzer and sensor scramblers now, the reason why I went with this particular loadout for Gideon is Commander Pyre uh, turn one. You can add two stress to, uh, to an enemy ship at startup. Typically, you're going to target the ship that can go the fastest for your enemy um, that uh, that likes to zoom in and try to grab an objective. Um, if they're double-stressed, they're not going to be able to get rid of those two stresses and deny them that uh, possible objective claim uh, for it. And then Agent Terex allows... At least the like, calculate to go out to one of the ships that's going to either have a, a shot either with a missile um, or is going to take multiple shots and have that extra mod over there. And then that just keeps them in. Now having Proud Tradition and Fanatical on Gideon Hask if they decide to start shooting at them. Uh, Really good to do a full stop, especially if you're doing like area control, get that focus token and still have uh, fanatical to mod for offense and then that focus token for defense, uh, really helping out your list. And then Phasma, really, really great underutilized ship for the first order, specifically with the salvage mission um, objective because she can pass off a critical result over to another ship that prevents her from losing, and we're talking just a single crit, of course, but that prevents her from losing the cargo on her if she's shot because she can pass off that result to somebody else and have them suffer the result of that crit. And then backdraft uh, with DT798. Um, I chose that particular gunner because he can shoot first and give a strain to a to the enemy that he's looking at. And then get a reroll off of that, and then have another shot, um, f- follow up shot either by Ember, um, who can force them to um, not spend focus or calculate tokens on offense while he's taking a shot, and uh, and really just snowball on that particular ability. So,
0: yep. And I have a similar fo build. Um, mine's slightly different. Um, I think Gideon Hask personally, is like. The bees needs when it comes to this stuff just being able to take prior and I bet you prior I'll go up in price yeah because I think prior was a mistake on their behalf right
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think they missed, missed that but being able when you when you can being able to set that up like that's just so good like like so insanely good you like There is nothing better than being able to say, I want to pick whatever ship I want and stress it. And that's two turns down. So they're going to have to slow roll to keep Gideon in line. Or Gideon's just going to be stressed to hell. And you're going to get, you know, he's not going to be effective in anything he does. Um,
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: We'll go with my separate... Well, all right, I'll bring in my FOLOS. My FOLOS is similar, but different. Um, come on, Peter. So this is mine. My Gideon is built the exact same way. Um, I, I, I still find that the Fanatical doesn't do anything. Proud Tradition typically does, but Fanatical seems kind of pointless on them, but you only have one point so really what are you going to take unless you take biohex codes? Yeah. Um, So I found Fanatical is fine for the one point. My Ember is built the same way. I will say that I have dropped Proud Tradition in the past and put um, Predator on Ember, and I like that as well. Um, My Whisper is built a little bit different. I run Fanatical and Outmaneuver with Cluster Missile, Sensor Scramblers, and enhanced jamming suites and i run that with whirlwind which whirlwind says you gain a focus token before you engage right so you don't have to use your action you can use it to take the target lock right your goal is is to somewhat outmaneuver them and then cluster missiles lets you get two shots off and you get mods kind of mods on both shots okay um now had,
1: for, for Whirlwind's ability, do you have to be in an opponent's arc or do you just have to have him in your arc? I forgot. Yeah.
0: Before you engage, you remove any number of jam tokens and then gain one focus for every ship in your front arc.
1: Oh, so yeah. So it's in his arc. Wow. Yeah, that's that's yes. actually really strong. I like that. Yes. Okay.
0: I, this is what I this is the list almost identical. I didn't have outmaneuver, I had different um upgrade on him. But this is what I played in um the revamp tournament for gold squadron uh, at the con this is this is the list almost identical list I ran um and I found cluster missiles even though they don't always hit as hard um are were still really good um I want a way to be able to churn my pockets back on a second time because I the guy I played against uh one of the guys ran a similar list. Prockets on his Whirlwind or on his Nightfall, which I thought was really good too. Like, that's that's pretty tasty as well. But his Prockets didn't do enough damage that one round that he got him off to which cost him the game, in my opinion, you know. Okay. In, term of, in terms of the damage race, but they can be really good with Whirlwind. It's better than Nightfall though, because with Whirlwind, you're getting free focus and I don't care he's an I3. <laughs> it's it's still good. I had three focuses out there almost every time. You know, the only thing it suffers against is, is higher initiative ships. Um, but then I ran Lieutenant Revis, obviously naked. Um Malaris with cluster missiles, um, essentially because Malaris just spends the, the charge and then can shoot the clusters. And what I found in my testing is that the majority of people always go after Malaris first, almost every time. They just go to erase them off the board, and yeah, which is fine, right? It's 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 three three points have have my yeah. You're points, not gonna I miss guess.
1: that. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Um, and then I run Null because Null has swarm tactics, so I can run Null either with Malaris, Null with Worldwind. Null with Gideon. Null just does whatever, and until and so now you have to make decision: Are you going to try to kill Null? Are you going to try to damage it so that it can't use swarm tactics? Like you have to make like that's at least one to two shots. You have to go into Null, and so I usually he, just leave him back.
1: He has six up uh, up uh, like upgrade points, right? That you can yes. put on him. Um, you should put Fanatical on. Him oh too. yeah, yep, you're right. Yeah. You can put Fanatical. Yeah,
0: sorry. Yep. For some reason, I thought swarm tactics was six points. I don't know why. <laughs> so there you go. I gave somebody a free. I gave up three points. You're right. You could put fanatical. You can um like you could put fanatical on them. I don't think that uh, you could put automatic targeting priority if you really wanted to. Um,
1: me. I, I see. Here's the problem with automated targeting priority. It's just because at I. 7 technically you have such a greater chance of being blocked um, with the tight FO dial that you're forced to take that range zero shot no matter what so it kind of lowers your 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 ability to be effective with it I mean granted the free calculate is great you know and later later shots but typically you don't want to like aim to miss just so you can get the benefit of, of the free calculate so yeah
0: and you're right fanatical would probably be better or marksmanship you could do marksmanship on them too the one yeah. thing this lit this list lacks is crits i will 100 percent admit that um and you could drop sensor scramblers and go to um mag if you wanted um both of them could be effective again i rain the cluster missiles only for the double shots I don't, I can't tell you that that's the way to go, though. Cause I have found that this list is somewhat of a control list and it's weird in its controlledness because it doesn't control you with bombs, it's controlling you with bodies and forcing you to pick target priority because every one of these ships can go out and get objectives and be defensive. Every yeah. one of them. So. You have to really pick. So if you leave Whirlwind alone, Whirlwind's going to destroy you. If you leave... Um, the one you can leave alone really is Gideon, but Gideon's going to be coordinating almost every turn. That's what Gideon does. He's going to coordinate, and then he's going to hope that um, once you start putting damage into ships, you can use his ability.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, And Gideon doesn't care if Gideon lands on a rock or a thing or a thing a rock or a debris cloud all the time because yeah he loses his coordinate 100 but at the same token you're still getting the gideon effect once you hit damaged ships yeah and that's like that's what everybody misses gideon is insanely good once you start damaging chips yeah like, really really good um very yeah, big, it- in my opinion it's a sleeper
1: he he bolsters the tie whispers a lot, too, um, because it makes them not have to constantly turn the bullseye towards their opponent. Um, if they start having damage cards on them, they could simply fight past them, rotate their arc. And now they're having that three die shot um, out the back uh, towards that damage ship and and getting getting pretty good offense out the back. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I can shoot cluster missiles out my ass, too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I know
1: that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: really good. Really good.
1: The ability for whirlwind, is it front arc or is it just arc firing arc?
0: It is front arc. So Okay.
1: okay. Right.
0: You won't get if you fly past, you will not get the focus tokens. Yeah. So most of the time you're doing the, the weird turnaround. Maneuvers. <laughs> but they have one hearts on them. I mean, yeah. they're very effing versatile, like really good. And you don't have to take the target lock. So you don't have to shoot the cluster missiles if you're in a bind. One hard barrel roll jam. Have fun, buddy. You know,
1: or if you if you manage to find points to put in like um, targeting computer or not targeting computer, um, the tech slot targeting synchronizer, I think, or I forget the name of it, um, where you could just ignore the um, the requirement and uh, just shoot two cluster missiles anyway, because as long as you have one of them locked, you can get them off. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: You can drop out maneuver, and you can put the like you said targeting synchronizer.
1: No, it would be on a different ship, other than world one.
0: I see, I see what you're saying. Okay, you would put then you would probably put it. You
1: probably put it on Gideon. No, I, I would consider no. Honestly,
0: uh, I don't know. I love the swarm tactics, fan, Though that swarm tactics on him. And I7 yeah. is so totes. I mean, okay, especially depending because it, your opening engagement can be insanely strong because you can literally, literally take him and Whirlwind together. And now Whirlwind's an I7. So if somebody comes in and you want to run them into the center
1: you're getting that first shot off two two shots off, actually yeah. on
0: at I seven. And on top of that, you could go get the objective if they get it already. So if it's, if it's the tactical scrambler crap where you have to do the action to get it, they could take it. You could just take it back. And then whirlwind. And if you're there in front of whirlwind, he's an I seven. He engages, <laughs> gets his fucking focus tokens. <laughs> yep. And now he's defensively bonded. It's I don't know. Swarm tactics it has really is it's that middle finger to the opponent. That's that's what I feel. It it is just like a middle finger. But all right. My last list, I don't want to spend hours talking. My last <laughs> list is this is I have two different builds. Um well I actually have three different builds technically for this. This is the first build. I have only played this build once, but essentially I get three vultures. Three bombers, all with nets and Cluster Mines, which, by the way, I don't own three Cluster Mines. Um, I only own oh, two. You should have told me.
1: I would have, I would have sent you. Like I have like five of them. I can send you some.
0: Do you have cards, too, for them? Because that's what I'm missing, too. Like, I don't know what cards I they come in.
1: Um, to my knowledge, just the, the bomb pack. Yeah, which that's I don't really want to buy other.
0: three of those, but I think I'm going to have to. I feel the need.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I wish they had alt arts, but um, yeah, it's just odd to see that, especially with some of the newer bomber ships that come out, like the hyenas and stuff, I had to not see uh, the cluster mines come with them. It's just really odd not to see them out.
0: Hey, that's a good idea for an alt, alt art card,
1: actually. Hey, we might see them on the road class, just saying. You never know.
0: Alright, so um, put a Ah, uh, put that as a note, JJ. We should talk about that. Maybe we should make cluster mine all art cards.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Anyway, sorry. And we'll, then we'll I'm do running it with,
1: uh, with you dropping on on the uh, on the razor crust.
0: Is <laughs> he dropping it on the razor crust? All right, fine. All right, okay. We'll test that. I've never done that, but we'll we'll test it. Um, can that charge be recovered?
1: No, it cannot. No,
0: okay. I can't jab it. I, that's too bad yeah all right and, okay look i've already got an idea for visual with this that i want a hyena bomber dropping cluster mines on top of a jedi that's what i want i want to see that in a on a that we're gonna make that happen i don't i don't care how we do so, this i don't care how much money this costs me i got that, i get my taxes back great. next week
1: I'm, I'm especially I'm on a Delta seven. I want to see it done on a Delta seven. Mm. just because. Yes. Mm. I want to <laughs> we'll see. leave the A wings mm. alone for now. It's fine.
0: I don't care about A wings. I literally want to see it on the <laughs> Jedi, man, man. You got me fired up. I'm, I'm ready to do this all art shit. All right, let's, let's do it. Anyway. So you, you're essentially running a seven ship list. And by the way, once you run separatists differently, uh, they're not as bad as I thought they were as much shit as I talked they are not as bad as I thought they were. You have to run separatists differently than we used to. You just do. But essentially I can run Grievous and three bombers and three droids, and it's pretty good. And you either focus on Grievous or Grievous goes and does whatever Grievous wants to do. He goes, takes objectives and gets re-rolls. He goes after you, shoots uh four to three to four three to four dice to your two green dice or one sometimes, or if you're a B wing zero. um. And then my bombers are just going and placing up by objectives and saying, here I am and I'm going to stay here and come kill me. And then the droids are going with the bombers in each different direction. Um, That is one bill. You can drop Grievous and put a gauntlet fighter, which is the more common thing I've been doing probably because the gauntlet fighter um, and you could put bow in here. That's good. Now with bow, essentially what you're doing, you give her, you could give her the title. If you want, you get the extra, you lose a mod slot though, but you get an extra crew slot. Then you could put on uh Mando optics, which I think is mandatory. Uh, veteran gunner because it's two points and I feel that's almost a mandatory piece um, for those things now you have all sorts of different options right you do I'm sorry you have to also drop a droid um, you have all all sorts of different options you can kind of go with here you can put on um, death watch commandos which I found eh, okay success with them they don't put a lot of offense out and you cannot shoot them early. I will warn you ahead of time. You cannot shoot them early. Now you can add another crew in here, right? If that's what you really want to do by adding uh, dropping this and adding drop seat bay, which adds another crew slot. And then you could put, um, your previsla, which allows you to coordinate to them. I don't like this. I did not find this very viable personally, And what I actually found more viable was when I run um, the Mando Optics. Drop my Commandos. And I put Perceptive Copilot. And everybody's going to laugh, but Barrage Rockets. And then I put my Marksmanship on here. Barrage rockets, though, allow you if you get the bullseye lined up to shoot a lot more dice, right? And get or I'm sorry, get your rerolls for free. Yeah. Um, so you don't need target locks. Barrage rockets also deny you or deny your opponent the defensive range ability.
1: Three. Yeah,
0: the I have. This. Yeah. I have found that this has been better. You can drop barrage Rockets and go with a million different other things. Honestly, if you drop barrage Rockets here, you still have a crew slot. You could put Hondo Grievous, which I thought Grievous only costs three points, but I guess it's four. You could put Grievous in here. Ooh, that's good. Nice. Um, You can then put, which I've ran it with Grievous, and Grievous is really good at keeping her, between Gauntlet and Grievous, it's really good at keeping uh, her alive. You can run electro-shape missiles, right? Kind of as a control piece. Or if you want to be spicy, you can run multi-missile pods. (laughs) And now you're you're Bosk with two dice. You're a Uh
1: two-dice Bosk. That was really interesting so I, I um after our match that we had with ntx i was actually playing around with this loadout um what i originally had for this was uh, cluster missiles with weapon system officer uh gunner on this and dropping off uh marksman um to um to get that double tap out the front and then um just regaining that target lock on the initial shot that you had um but this this is definitely really interesting I, I do like the idea of the barrage rockets um especially if you get them in Bullseye, um to have that um that that passive reroll uh by spending a charge uh, which is really really good yeah
0: how did you get weapons oh you had, didn't have grievous i
1: gunner. yeah i dropped grievous for uh for weapon system officer
0: Yep. And this is really good, too. What do you do with the two points, then?
1: Uh, you can do Enduring, uh, which is really good to to yeah. take, like, not suffer crits. Um, or you can...
0: Predator. I, I would do Predator. Uh, ion
1: Missile. I, I was going to say Ion Missile in case they end up going to, like, range three.
0: Yeah, but you could do y- Ion missile, missile, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think this is decent. Like, this is this is your... You know your double tap with double mods, you know, that that's yeah. what that is. So it, it just kind of depends on how you want to run bow. Um, you know, you also can run Pre Previsla. He doesn't get as much loadout points. His ability is to add a dice to the attack. Um, and in this one, I think there's a pretty easy standard build where you run trick shot.
1: And veteran tail gunner
0: veteran tail gunner yep mm-hmm. and what else are we running um mando optics
1: i actually consider zam on pretty oh
0: yeah why yeah,
1: would you he- want um just so you can get the target locked off i mean he's a he's a low enough initiative where if he's getting shot up that he can trigger zam uh to get that free target lock um and you don't need to equip mandalorian optics at that point you could do drop seat and open up for maybe some other crew
0: well if you put drop seat, then you would have to drop trick shot too i mean
1: otherwise you had no yeah. points. yeah true true yeah
0: you have to drop one of these
1: yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: So really that's, you know, really really yeah, you're,
1: yeah I don't know. Like
0: there's nothing uh, There's you're you're just giving up a point. Yeah, that's true. So Either way, so that's that's kind of those are the builds that that I've been thinking of running. I'll probably steer towards the separatist cuz I like that more. But um, I will say that F.O. list is really fun to run. A lot of fun to run. I have a lot of fun with that F.O. list. And it's not got bombers in it. So, Well,
1: it's really great when you're playing it in person and you have the giant metal focus tokens that you got <laughs> from DSP. <GSB. laughs> those are so great. I love those, man. Especially when you, what in one turn you had, what, four of them on World yeah. Wind, right? My gosh, man.
0: <laughs> it was fun. All right. well thank you for joining us. We apologize we didn't have games tonight. Um, I had to work my other job earlier tonight and we were off on Sunday. We really wanted to do a cast. We promise on Sunday we will definitely be back. I have no more concerts (laughs) until May 16th. So I am concert free until May 16th. So we'll be able to present um, more X-Wing content and then go back to our Wednesday stream for games. Um, for that Uh, next Sunday, we'll be talking about a little bit about kind of the divide in the community. We also are going to be talking about what we feel the best part of 2.5 is. I think there's a lot of benefits that have come from this. Um, A lot of people don't disagree or don't agree with me. So if you would like to get your voice in um, message us on discord or post in our discord, JJ will collect all of our, all the comments and we'll go through them. Um, a hundred percent like two point five for a lot of what's come out of it. Um, I we have we've talked about the gripes, I think. I think we've spent enough time talking through the gripes so that we don't need to focus on them anymore. It's here. It, it's not gonna go away. And unless AMG or Esmode kills X Wing and this becomes community run, we're here for 2.5. Now, if they kill it. Let's have a different. We'll have a different conversation based on which way the X Wing community wants to go to keep the longevity of the game going. But for now, we're we're here. We're gonna stay here, and 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 I feel that there's still benefits too, to 2.5 that um we haven't shared with the community. Um, lastly, we're gonna be talking a little bit about um we were gonna do object placement and our objective placement, but we're not gonna do that. I think we're gonna pass on that. For now, because I think the complexity level of that will change with the builds and the loadouts and all the different weird little things we find. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to go more in-depth in having a conversation about what factions and what style of builds works for each objective. Right? So, and I think we want to do this because we have data for who's one, who's not one. But I think there's a happy medium in this bell curve that explains to us where a good where a list possibly could be good in multiple arenas. And and I say that because, for example, and I'm going to pick on JJ's slow moving um, trucks. They are going to get a once and then they're slow and moving. If I have Jedi that are going to come in, take the little crate boxes and run away with them. You're gonna have a hard time yeah. catching me. That's just a fact, and you're gonna lo- you're going to lose that specific um, scenario. But when we talk about being able to put four ships on the board to just kind of come in and kill things for chance engagement, works very well, hundred percent. So that's what I kind of want to move to, and that'll probably be like a multi-week discussion. Like this is gonna be something we continually converse on. I'm not gonna commit to covering five scenarios in one night it's going to be my guess is one scenario a night for the next five weeks um and because i want to analyze how each faction works with it and then what's going to happen is in the background jj is going to take some notes in an excel document or i'm sorry a google sheets document because nobody uses excel but me and (laughs) we're going to compare them and then at the end once we name these styles at the end what's going to happen is we're going to present the results so that that way you can say okay this style of list if you fit into this definition you'll be successful or have a higher probability at being successful in these specific scenarios and I feel that like for me as a player when I look at competitive lists that's where I want to go right like I want a list that's going to win me when I can only lose one one turn one point in a tournament how do I build a list that does multiple things um my mando is fun. I just don't know how many tournaments he's going to win for me. Maybe Fair. once I get Cad Bane, it'll be a little bit better.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or multiple Cad Bane. <laughs>
0: give, me, give me a bunch of those little fuckers to fly around. Whew, I'm excited. Man, I'm excited for that shit to come out. Yeah, All me right. too. Yeah. Anything you have, JJ, as we wrap up?
1: Uh, no, that's it. Um, glad to to be back and in uh, casting again. And uh, just hope everybody has a great week. And just a side PSA, um, just to, uh, like, recent events that, that's happened in my my life recently, um, you know, if you guys ever finding yourself in a tough spot and you need to talk, you know, reach out to a family member, reach out to a friend, or if you know somebody that's going through a hard time, speak with them, talk with them. Um, you, you have more power to change somebody's life for the positive than you know.
0: Yep. And if you are struggling... And you don't want to reach out to the 800 number you can message any one of us and we will happily talk with you so and i will say from personal experience that i had a i've had many of friends that have gone down that road one that was extremely close and i like last night i went to a concert that normally him and i would be at together and you know those those are the hard times. So if you are struggling or you have any any time you need to talk. And I will speak for JJ because I know he has a big heart. You can message B or JJ and Charles and just say, hey, man, it's really bad right now. Can I talk to you? Um, and we will we will literally do everything in our power to have a conversation with anybody about it to help you through that time. And I will tell you, Charles has contacted me and I have contacted Charles randomly um, in the last year because um, the pandemic did not work very well. I, I am not a pandemic person um, at all. I love the online community and I love being able to connect with billions of people. But it's really hard not um, it's really hard not being in person for me. Yeah, because it does not fit my personality at all. <laughs> you yeah. can tell, you can ask JJ because I'm a I'm a. Fucking busy bee, motherfucker! When it comes to in person, ask how ask how many hours of sleep he got at Adepticon Ask him,
1: not very many. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, Empire Strikes Back was on the TV. That's true. That's true. We did watch Empire Strikes Back. That was pretty good. That was
0: fun. That was. I haven't watched that. movie I have actually not watched that movie until you and I watched that, and it's probably been a good five years since I watched that movie. Wow, I like that yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: yeah, this this it sucks because the summer is going to be busy, but I think this winter or if we go back into a lockdown again, um, it's going to be I'm going to I'm going to put I'm going to do what I did with Marvel and I'm going to rewatch every Star Wars movie besides the holiday special and the Clone Wars um, TV show. I'm going to watch every movie back to back in the order that they're presented. So, yeah, anyway. Thank you all for joining us. We will be back Sunday night, nine PM Eastern. If you would like to join us here in the chat, uh, thank you, two hundred seven squadron, for uh, jumping in on us. Have a good night, and we'll be back Sunday night. Have a good night, everyone. That I said See you guys. seven times. See ya. <laughs>